So something came up and your team is no longer speaking to each other and you have no idea why. Your team does great in practice, but can't transfer that to a game situation. Or your athletes aren't listening or they have are having a hard time paying attention or focusing on the right thing at the right time. What do you do? How do you prevent these situations or ones like them from occurring? Whether you're a player, parent, coach, administrator, club or travel board director, dean or athletic director, the well-being and success of your team or teams is a constant topic. Last episode, we talked a bit about what a mental training consultant does and what a one-on-one mental coaching session would look like. As a quick refresher, and for those of you that missed last week's, this podcast is focused on coaching sports psychology sessions as opposed to counseling psychology sessions. Coaching sports psychology or mental performance coaching involves the application of sports psychology research and experience to improve athlete performance. The focus is more related to an athlete's team or mindset strength and challenges and the associated skills and concepts to help the athlete or team meet their goals. Just as athletic coaches help to train the sport-specific skills that are necessary for an individual to excel in their sport, mental performance coaches help train the athlete in the mental skills. For a more in-depth breakdown comparing coaching and counseling sports psychology, and for more details on what an individual or one-on-one coaching session looks like, please check out episode 18. There are many ways to structure meeting with teams to discuss or work on sports psychology and mental training. Training can be done in person or virtually. Since COVID in 2020, there's been a shift towards more virtual training. The benefits of virtual training are that it cuts down on travel time for both team, athletes, and consultant. It is also more financially viable because it allows teams to work with consultants that live in other states without having to pay for any travel or additional accommodations. It also provides the opportunity for colleges, junior clubs, and sports entities that are located in places that do not have sports psychology consultants to access a wider range of professionals. When done in person, mental coaching for teams can be accomplished in a variety of locations. They can be done in a classroom with information on a computer. They can be done in the sand after practice with journal in hand. They can be done inside the gym or on the field to get the feeling of visualization in the same surroundings that the athlete is visualizing. See episode nine. The sessions can be done in chairs, on the ground, or with players moving around or breaking into smaller groups. They can be done with or without the coaches present. Team sessions can be done with the entire team and the consultant. It can also be done with the team and consultant and head or assistant coaches. Team sessions can also be done with smaller groups to discuss different situations as they arise. In sports that have teams within teams, such as beach volleyball and tennis that have pairs or doubles, meetings can be done with the team as a whole as well as partnerships meeting with the consultant separately. Whether or not the coach or coaches are there is something that needs to be discussed and agreed upon ahead of time and can change from session to session. I love working with coaches to help facilitate components of the mental training process, assisting coaches and providing them with additional tools for success. Coaches are responsible for every aspect of the game, and part of that is the mental side. Sometimes teams want to get the information from their coach, and other times it helps to have a third party disseminate the information. Meetings with coaches allow them to then go into the gym or the sand or the field with their team and utilize the mental training that we discussed. Mental coaches are there to help facilitate and provide you with additional tools that help you be more successful. When coaches get involved in meetings and educational workshops, they get a lot out of it as well. It is also very important that the coach buys into the sports psychology consultant and what they are doing. Role modeling of coaches for the players is an integral part of mental training success. It's also important to understand what, quote, working with a mental coach looks like and what the different opportunities are. 
I've been approached by athletes, coaches, parents, or directors who want me to work with a team on a specific skill. And then they give me 20 minutes. This is not as much working with your team as an educational seminar or workshop. Informational or educational seminars or workshops are a lot like this podcast. Information that can be general and detailed, but not specific to a team in their situation. And that is an excellent opportunity and something that is also helpful for the team, but it is very different from working with a team. To work with a team effectively, it is important to watch the team interact and be able to develop a rapport with the team as well as the coaching staff. Mental consulting can have as little or as much integration as you want. If a consultant comes in for 20 minutes, you're going to get 20 minutes of value. If you go to a hitting coach for 20 minutes, your team does not automatically start hitting over 400. The same is the case with mental coaching. Team meetings include coming in for a specific amount of time or a minimum number of sessions. This allows the consultant to develop a rapport and provides the time to talk to the team about team-specific things, such as goals, episode one, communication, episode 13, motivation, episode two, and situations that arise. For example, some things that I like to work with team training is to develop goals, both individual and team, and short-term and long-term, so that everyone has a say in how the season progresses. Communication, focus, episode four, and handling anxiety, episode eight, also tend to be high on teams' lists of things to discuss. Team meetings are a great time to help establish and develop a group culture and helps a team to have the same priorities and be on the same page. When in your season are you incorporating mental training consulting? If you have access to year-round, then that's great. You have the ability to lay the foundation for success early. In the preseason, you can discuss ideas and build tools to handle situations as they arise. If you wait until a situation comes up, then it's more of a band-aid and less of a fix. During mid-season, you can discuss issues as they arise. And as playoffs approach, things such as handling pressure and self-talk become more of a focus. The final thing that I want to touch on is how long you're going to be working with the consultant. To be the most effective, a consultant needs to develop a rapport. I know I've said that many, many times in this, in this session, but it is important. It is also important for athletes to know how much access they have to the consultant. How long will a consultant work with the team? How often? And can the athlete contact the consultant directly? It is important to make sure that whatever the process, when I work with the team, I am leaving the players and the coach in a better situation than when I started. For example, if I'm going to have eight sessions with a team that meets weekly, then I would want to make sure that my last session is a summary session where we try to resolve any issues that have come up in the previous sessions. If we cannot resolve these issues, then we are at least leaving it at a point where they are not going to get any worse. The thing that I try my hardest to make sure that I avoid is to bring up brand new issues in the last session that I'm working with a team. I hope this helps to provide you with a general overview of what team mental coaching looks like. If you have any questions, please do not hesitate to contact me at laura at radoconsulting.com. That's L-A-U-R-A at R-A-T-T-O-C-O-N-S-U-L-T-I-N-G.com. For those of you that are attending the Final Four for indoor volleyball this year, I will be presenting a virtual seminar at the AVCA convention entitled Get Your Players Out of Their Heads, The Who, What, When, Where, Why, and How of Sports Psychology in the Beach Game. This seminar discusses and defines sports psychology, details mental performance coaching, touches on international players and cultural dynamics, 
goes into more detail about what mental coaching looks like, describes how long it takes, the value add, and best practices. The seminar is December 17th at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, and I will be there virtually to answer any questions that you may have during that time. If you are attending the ABCA convention virtually or in person, be sure to check it out. And remember what Michael Jordan said, talent wins games, but teamwork and intelligence wins championships. 